This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressure 
Flat Out Kahukura Fana, you are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapui, queer, questioning, fafafine, akaivine, asexual, androgynous, bi, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course, out of those outside of those scopes, because fluidity is where it's at at times. And out. You're tuned in to the Flat Out Pride Hour with Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board. A big flat out shout out, of course, New Zealand on air. Without you, access radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out to Free FM 89.0. Without you, Flat Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat out shout out to you out there tuning in every Friday to hear what is hot and happening in Aotearoa and across international waters. We do news, views and interviews for and about our Kahukura community. That are on your show for this afternoon evening. We've got, of course, what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. Uh, a bit of drag king conversation or, or quarter I should say the man behind the king Hugo girl uh, there um, a short docker we have eight black trans women you should follow and Ted talk gay best friend or GBF what's wrong with the commodification of gay men uh, brought to you by compliments of YouTube uh, that is Mark Pampanin and of course, we've got beats peppered through there. That is the lineup for your show. Again, we love having you on board wherever you are across international water, waters, or in Aotearoa here. I hope that you're keeping well and warm out there. It's winter time here in Aotearoa, and probably summer across the other side of the world. Um, aside from that. We are still relatively COVID-free and I just want to acknowledge those that are still sitting in the thick of it, wherever you may be in the world, we're with you, you're not alone. Um, talk to us, reach out, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. And take care out there, let's get into the goodness. So first up, TED Talk, gay best friend, what's wrong with the commodification of gay men? Then we'll move into a beat, Raining Fellas by Todrick Hall. Boom and boom. Stay tuned. Back soon. Usually, when I tell people that I won first place at a national intercollegiate speech tournament, they say, cool, so what's your speech about? And then I tell them the commodification of gay men. It's this idea that it's become trendy in our pop culture to have gay friends. You know, someone to brunch and shop with and tell you that you don't look fat in those jeans. And then they say, oh, so why that speech? I asked myself the same question when I was writing it. Why does this matter? 
Why should people care about the tokenizing of gay men into politically fashionable tools just to build up their own pseudo-progressive status? And more importantly, how do I show that this happens to all kinds of gay men, a whole swath of gays, a rainbow, if you will? And we don't even know that we're doing it. And so I was thinking about this, and I was being all analytical and meta with it. And this one Thursday afternoon, I was walking across campus with my boyfriend, and we were debating back and forth about what I should put in the speech and what I shouldn't, and this, that, and the other thing. And then this young woman, a senior I sort of knew from something, walks by. She's a really smart student, English lit program, honors, you know, the type. And so I give her a wave, and she sees my boyfriend and me, and she does this. <gasps> you two are so cute. Now, I know she wasn't talking about how we looked, because like I said, it was a Thursday afternoon. So I had something with coffee stains on it, and I'm sure my boyfriend was wearing flannel. So that's kind of one of the examples that we knew there was a problem. And unfortunately, the problem was not just limited to me or this one experience. I'd like to share with you some headlines written in the past three years of news and feature stories about this hot new trend. So from Teen Vogue, is a GBF gay best friend the new must-have accessory for teen girls? <laughs> Guess what their answer was? And then on the Sundance Channel website, the top 10 reasons girls need gay friends. Oh, best friends. And I'll tell you before I continue, I did read those 10 reasons, and not one of them are that he might give a TEDx talk later in his life. So <laughs> I think there's some flawed research. And then my personal favorite, Leftover woman, tap into gay best friends from China. I don't actually know what that means, but <laughs> if there's any woman out there who equate themselves with like yesterday's macaroni salad, <laughs> I'll meet you after the show. <laughs> so my speech was called an after dinner speech. And after-dinner speaking uses humor to make its point alongside information. And my speech was broken into three sections, problem, cause, and solution. And it became pretty clear as I was crafting the speech that the problem was widespread and pretty much accepted as normal. This is not just the Will and Grace effect or Kurt from Glee, Stanford from Sex and the City, Brian from New Normal. The token gay friend from television and movies that we all know has been caught on with mass media and is perpetuated by the likes of Teen Vogue. So that especially within my generation, as young gay men feel more comfortable coming out and becoming who they are, young straight women are being told to snatch them out faster than the hottest new thing from Prada and defining them before they get the chance to define themselves. In other words, my coach and I knew that we had a speech. This leaves the cause and solution segments. Now, I could just tell you what those are, but wouldn't you rather see an award-winning humorous speech on the subject instead? Yeah? All right. So to finish this presentation, I'll just perform the second half of my speech from Pi Kappa Delta Nationals. Sound good? Great. So why am I so cool? Duh, tea tree oil and organic goji berries. But to explain this trend of the gay best friend, we have to look at three main causes. 
First, we are often portrayed as one-dimensional caricatures. According to the Daily Utah Chronicle of September 5, 2012, gay men on TV are often portrayed as the effeminate male tokenized side who just loves to help you with your hair. TVTropes.org, last accessed September 24, 2012, even has a name for these types of characters. Pet homosexuals. Gay men who exist to add cheap laughs to an otherwise all straight and all boring story. I mean, how funny would the Kardashians really be without Bruce Jenner, right? <laughs> you know, it's true. The second cause is that having gay friends is seen as pseudo-progressive. People want to appear knowledgeable and trendy, even when it comes to taking up of civil rights of homosexuals without really having to prove themselves. On January 13th, 2013, Fox News reported, liberals, just kidding, they reported, <laughs> they reported that support for gay rights in America has doubled since 1996, as people more openly make gay friends. Basically, it's like saying, well, I'm cool, because I know gay people. I mean, what can a black friend do for you nowadays? He ain't gonna fondle your boobies and tell you you're fabulous. Unless, of course, you had a gay black friend, oh. Huh, I gotta get me one of those. <clears throat> the third cause is hipsters. And according to the Huffington Post of March 13th, 2012, hipsters' tastes are based on fashion rather than expression of their actual feelings. Being cool nowadays means standing up for gay rights. I mean, just walk into an American apparel store. Everyone in there is dying for a gay friend to match their disco pant and velvet polka dot bow tie. Plus, if I can blame anything on the hipsters, I will. So, we've gone from the gay man's oppression to the kind of weird obsession. But how do we turn your GBF into no longer a possession? I know that you are stressing with this problem caused direction, but don't worry, because you're about to get a lesson from Mark's solution session. First, don't let TV and the internet be the only place you go to learn about gay culture. That's what Crate and Barrel, H&M, Zara, and Lady Gaga are for. The point is to get a well-rounded education because there are so many different types of gays. Tall gays, short gays, smart gays, dumb gays, fun gays, yum gays, bum gays, ben gays. Which is the type of gay you rub on your body for instant long-lasting pain relief. Second, don't be so mean to each other. In 2012, Amy Astley, the editor of Teen Vogue, said the reason women in particular seek out gay friends is that none of them want to hang out with each other. Apparently, they'd rather find a homosexual man sponge to suck up all their venomous venting. But I gotta tell you, if one more person tells me about how their coworker, frenemy, nemesis is something kinda sorta insulting, I'm going to strangle them with my banana hammock. <laughs> now, to avoid stereotypes. Yahoo.com of July 26, 2012 reflects, yes, there are women out there who champion female camaraderie and sisterhood. But there are also those who will not hesitate to spirit their nastiness. That being said, ladies, don't let your lady friends make you feel so bad about yourself. That's why we have Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Third, and lastly, and probably the easiest, treat people like people. I don't care how Kathy Griffin is treating Anderson Cooper. I'm here to tell you that I am a person. I paid $12 for this haircut, I hate them all, and I still don't know if it's really pronounced Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren. If you really need to, you can make flashcards or something. Prada, designer. 
Person, Mark. Hi, nice to finally meet you. So today, we looked at the problem of the gay best friend trend. Second, we delved into some of the causes that were perpetuating this trend. And finally, we looked into some solutions for killing the trend, which in my opinion is uglier than Ugg boots. Just as Karl Marx, who coined the term commodification, put it best in 1887, a commodity appears, at first sight, a very trivial thing and is easily understood. Its analysis shows that it is, in reality, a very queer thing. I know. More like the fabulous manifesto. Thank you very much. Ah, take me to Finland Street, please. Right away, sir. Get your umbrellas, get your umbrellas. It's raining, fellas. It's raining, fellas. Get your umbrellas, get your umbrellas. It's raining, fellas. It's raining, fellas. Feel the thunder crashing like we crash a party in the lightning flashing like the paparazzi in the weatherman says we probably should take cover but we're running outside to try to find a lover you better find an atm baby fast fast tip some cash cash it's raining dicks and ass ass it's a fire and it ain't even july muscles falling from the sky if you want to find a guy
You're tuned into the Flatter Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Tuia Ngareo Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Flat Out and Flat Out Pride supports that tagline of Free FM. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out, Lady H on your mic, on your free FM dial. Fridays at 5 on your free FM dial. That is us dial. Hope you enjoyed that. I thought that was really interesting. I've never really considered what that meant for our, uh, our Tani. And the commodification of, I guess if I thought about it a lot more than I would have actually realised. But yeah, I found that really interesting. So I think I'll have a conversation with a few of our Tani next time we're hanging out, just to see how how it is for them. Quite a different perspective, eh, Fano? Anywho, coming up on the show, we have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend, The Man Behind the King, Hugo Girl, a documentary. And of course some beats, but now we're going to go into eight black trans women you should follow. So this Cope of Court at All was brought out in regards to Pride Month, which was just gone. But for me, it's not even about being in Pride Month. That shouldn't be a reason why we celebrate our people of colour in terms of being who they are as kahukura or rainbow or however they, they identify. So I wanted to share this corridor with you because uh, it's good any day. So this is compliments of LGBTQNation.com. It's really important to celebrate and honour the work of black trans women and the sacrifices they have made throughout history to make pride what it is today. Not just pride, just being present in the world today. Black trans women continue to be unprotected and unheard, so it's up to us to amplify their voices, support their work, and show them appreciation and love. Flat out whānau. And I've got something coming up for you this Sunday. If you are free, that's one way we can support our trans whānau. Anyway, we'll come back to that later. Here's a list of black trans women who are amazing activists and use social media to share their message and educate others on the realities of living as a trans person. Follow them. Follow, follow, follow. Munro Bergdorf. Now, they are an activist, a model, a DJ, and a force for change. Munro Bergdorf uses her platform to draw attention to society's injustices, particularly racism, white supremacy, and transphobia. She speaks from a personal experience and is proof that resilience and power can bring about change. After being hired as L'Oreal's first trans model in 2018, she was quickly dropped for speaking out about racism, specifically the Charlottesville riots. Three years later, Bergdorf was hired by the brand to work on their diversity and inclusion advisory board. Munro has modeled for the likes of Ailamsqua, sorry if I get that wrong, Fana, worked as a political LGBTQ plus advisor, created her own documentary, What Makes a Woman, and is currently writing a book. A remarkable woman who continues to fight for equality for people of all genders, races, despite often being on the receiving end of abuse. She utilizes her large social media following and speaks on TV to continue conversations surrounding gender, race, dispel harmful myths, and educate oppressors. Stabunning. Ashley Marie Preston. She is a media personality, journalist, and 
activist. She was the first trans woman to become editor-in-chief of a national publication, Wear Your Voice magazine, and the first openly trans person to run for state office in California. Preston rose to fame after confronting Caitlyn Jenner over her support for Donald Trump. Since then, she has received awards for her activism, appeared on national TV to discuss issues relating to civil rights, delivered a TEDx talk on intersectionality, worked as an executive producer and founded You Are Essential, a grassroots organisation aiming to combat food insecurity, housing instability and other barriers to access. She uses her online platforms to advocate for the hashtag Thrive Over 35, which highlights the average life expectancy of black trans women, which is 35. She also campaigns to stop cyberbullying against women and is often seen beaming on Instagram, acting as living proof that joy after coming out does exist. Nice. Aaron Phillip. Aaron Phillip is an Antiguan-American model who became the first black transgender and physically disabled model to ever be represented by a major agency in 2018. So her signing came after a tweet of hers went viral. And it said, Honestly, when I get scouted, discovered by a modelling agency, it's over for y'all. But y'all, I mean the world. It's real inclusivity diversity hours folks get into it so her photos took the internet by storm and she was signed by elite model management since then both her career and activism have grown stronger and stronger Aaron graced paper magazine's pride cover and was interviewed by Naomi Campbell she collabed with Mark Jacobs shot uh, editorials with British American and Italian Vogue and starred in Miley Cyrus's music video for Mother's Daughter. So she continuously uses her social media to shine a light on the daily injustices experienced by the trans community and to fundraise for black trans women in need, in addition to talking about serious issues. Aaron's social media is full of fire modelling shots and she's always hyping up herself and her friends. Laverne Cox, Farno, actress and advocate, first rose to prominence in Netflix, Orange is the New Black, making history as the first transgender person to be nominated for a primetime Emmy Award in any acting category. That's any. 2015 won a Daytime Emmy Award as exec producer for Laverne Cox Presents The T Word. She is often recognised as a trailblazer in the LGBTQ plus activism, raising awareness of important issues, having difficult uh, conversations, offering education on necessary societal changes to ensure the safety of our trans whanau. Uses her platform to discuss the need for authentic representation of trans in TV, film, discuss anti-trans discrimination in politics and encourage the followers to show up for those whose rights are under attack. She has an honorary doctorate from the school in New York City for her progressive work. Angelica Ross, an activist, a businesswoman and an actress, taught herself about computer programming, she founded TransTech Social Enterprises and they help employ transgender people in the tech industry. Began acting in 2016 in her story and continued her roles in the FX drama series Pose 
and American Horror Story. As an activist, Ross is an ambassador for the 50th anniversary Stonewall celebration, hosted the 2020 Presidential Candidate Forum on LGBTQ issues, making her first openly trans person to host an American Presidential Forum. A featured speaker at the National Trans Visibility March in Washington, D.C., being awarded by the likes of GLAAD and Human Rights Campaign and the Financial Times for her work. Boom. Ellie Moxley uh, dedicated her life career to fighting for the liberation and safety of black trans women, founded the Black Lives Matter Global Network, uh, worked as a strategic partner and organising coordinator, especially known for co-organising the first National Day of Action for Black Trans Women way back in 2015, founded the Marsha P. Johnson Institute and serves as an executive director, publicly speaks out about dismantling white supremacy against transphobic remarks made in media, as well as the importance of intersectionality and the dangers of performative activism. Rachel Wills, African-American writer, editor and activist, got involved in activism and fellow trans and gender non-conforming people of colour after moving to Atlanta. Moved to Oakland and worked as a national organiser for the Transgender Law Centre. Speaks out about the importance of including trans women in social justice movements. Designed the black trans flag, so that's a version of the transgender pride flag with a black stripe instead of white. Award-winning writing has been published by the likes of HuffPost and BuzzFeed. She's become the first trans woman to lead Out magazine as an editor in uh, 2018. 2020, Rachel was named in the Forbes 30 Under 30. Jerry Jones... Activist, filmmaker, model, LGBTQ plus rights activist, was the first black trans woman to produce a film competing at the Keynes Film Festival. The film name was Port Authority. The film also starred the first trans woman of colour in a lead role, Lena Boom. Featured in Calvin Klein's Pride campaign, images on the billboard in Manhattan, has written for New York Times, Allure and Out magazine. Jones is very vocal about the importance of Black Lives Matter movement and the alarming rates of violence against black trans women. Advocates passionately for self-love and acceptance and encourages her followers to feel positive in their bodies too. Stunning. That is eight trans POC you need to be following. And yes. All right, we are up in terms of time. Let's go into a beat. Black Atlas, if only they you. Stay tuned, we love having you on board. Take it all. Oh, oh. I'm 
Welcome or welcome back. If you've just joined us, we are on the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. That last beat there was Black Atlas, if only they knew. We have covered TED Talk. Gay best friend, what's wrong with the commodification of gay men? Compliments of Mark Pam. Oh, uh, that's a TED talk going on there. Eight black trans women you should follow. Man, these women have amazing credentials. Amazing. We have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend to round up. And we're moving next into the man behind the king, Hugo Girl. There are short doco. And of course, a beat there to wrap up before the, the what's hot and happening. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Fana, gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapui, queer, questioning, bafafine, akaivine, asexual, androgynous, bi, and all the fabulousness in between. Flat out, Lady H on your mic for your funky fire gay. We do news, views, and interviews for and about our flat out kahukura whanau. We love having you on board. Uh, thank you and uh, thank you for joining. Let's go into hearing Hugo Girl's story. Stay tuned. Straight to a beat. Uh, Annie F- DeFranco in or out. Back soon. <laughs> Previously, I just sort of like the mirror was just kind of like a fog. You know, I never really got a good handle of what my body or my face looked like and drag literally quite literally had it like swim into focus it was quite profound I'm George Fowler. Some people know me as Hugo Girl. I am a drag king and event producer based in Wellington, New Zealand. I like to say drag is a build-your-own-adventure. Once upon a time, it was, you know, men dressing up as women and women dressing up as men. And nowadays, what you see a lot more of is a big mess of fun. People dress up as monsters and aliens and genderless creatures and uh, there are hyper queens and bio kings and it's just magnificent. Drag is dress up for grown-ups. It gives you permission to be as loud and as fabulous as possible without any of the rules that presenting in normal life restricts you to. I became interested in drag when I had a gender identity crisis about four years ago and doing drag made it safer. Doing drag definitely helped me figure out my gender identity because I felt so much more myself with a big silly stuck on moustache on. I was very much like this is just dress up, this is just fun, this is fine, this is fine, this is fine, I'm trans. Like yeah it was very predictable I guess. A lot of trans people start doing drag before they come out and I am one of those people. There are a lot of um, cis and heteronormative stereotypes about 
drag and in drag, so you have to like look like a woman or like a man. The youth who are getting into drag are very, very into like tearing that shit to the ground and making art instead of doing gender illusion. Not that gender illusion isn't a totally valid form of drag, but I get more excited by the weird shit. Being a drag king in Wellington is pretty great. I'm led to believe that we don't face nearly as much of the gatekeeping and uh, prejudice and straight up misogyny that happens in a lot of other cities and communities. Uh, drag kings have existed in this city for a long time, um, as drag kings have existed for a long time everywhere. They're in the origins of cabaret. They're just, yeah, it's it's not a new phenomenon. But exciting things are happening now in in drag kinging. Wellington really does diversity pretty well on like a global scale or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty patriotic about the art scene here. <laughs> Drag kings are underrepresented in drag around the world. RuPaul is like no women or drag kings on RuPaul's Drag Race, which is obviously the way that the overwhelming majority of people who are interested in drag experience drag, so that really sucks that we don't have any uh, representation of diversity on the mainstream stage. In New Zealand, we've had active drag kings for a long time and then also like a big burst in representation recently, so consequently, we have empirical evidence that representation means that more and more people get on stage because it's just a huge bell curve at the moment. It's very exciting. I think everyone should do drag because even if you're not figuring out your gender identity, you will figure out something about yourself. It is such a, an amazing art form in that it is completely self-directed. Fucking play with your appearance, play with gender. We live in such a fucking rigid world where our options are so limited and there's this tiny, tiny little subculture that allows you to actually genuinely play and express yourself. I think everyone should do it because you will learn something about yourself. I started my events management company because going to queer events had such a profound effect on me. And pretty much I'm trying to be what I needed when I was younger. And like, I adore walking into a space and not feeling like the biggest weirdo in the room and not feeling like the biggest outlandish freak, you know? Feeling validated and calm and part of a community that understands you is like, is an experience that was probably literally life-saving for me, like very, very important to me. So um, uh, yeah, trying to create stage time for people who need it to make weird shit and experiment and uh, trying to make money at the same time, trying to make ends meet and trying to make things that people like and enjoy and are joyful and fun and silly and validating uh, and that people want to come back to and maybe pay a little bit more money for than they are. So it's this weird queer capitalist conundrum. Um, but yeah, pretty much I'm just trying to like grow cabaret arts into a sustainable little industry in Wellington for myself and the people around me. That's pretty much what I'm up to. I have lots of advice for people who would like to be drag kings. Uh, that advice is do it. Uh, that advice is uh, make mistakes and really consciously let go of your perfectionism. Drop it at the door, my friends, because uh, doing a super polished, beautifully rehearsed routine that's like guaranteed to stick straight out the gate is not going to teach you anything. Like make mistakes, go absolutely hard. I say fuck it up like at the start of every show to everyone and like I literally mean it. Like make a mess. Be Make mistakes, because that'll be educational for you. Um, 
And yeah, do it. The world needs more drag kings. The world needs more people uh, aggressively and unapologetically being themselves. So go do that on stage because it'll help you and other people. Thank you. You're tuned back into the Flannel Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Tuia Ngareo o te hapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. Flat out. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out, or you can tune in Fridays at five on your free FM dial. That last beat there, Farno, was Annie DeFranco in in or out. 
Boom. I really enjoyed hearing Hugo Gill's story and just the realness of it um, in terms of their experience of being a drag king, um, being who they naturally are, who they want to be and how they want to express in terms of being in a performing role. Love it, love it, love it. Looking forward to um, experiencing more of that. And did you know Waikato, our very own Waikato Ropu, King Country, are setting up a group to do exactly that. Expression of who they are as performers, drag king performers. We have an interview coming up for you next week and I'm excited to bring that to you because this is groundbreaking. The first ever in Waikato. And yeah, we're just going to get a snippet of what they are up to. Um, and then when we get closer to their main debut event, then we'll go into a full-blown interview. Anywho, let's get into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend Fano. So for your Friday, the 30th of July, we have hit July. Wellington Ice Rink at the Queen's Wharf is happening. The Good Taste Selection DJs at Moon One. Pool Sharks Night at the Waikato Commerce Club. Uh, that's run by the LSG Group. Friday Skate Night at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. $8 entry, $2 skate higher, $3 family pass. Maximum of 5, 7 to 9pm. Afro Beat Dance Hall Night. DJ Jay Swagger. 10pm free entry, 29 Hood Street. What so not? Hamilton, the factory. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com. For your sad day, 31st of July, Pakanga Fight Night at the Waikato Commerce Club. That's on Collingwood Street. Ramp Attack Festival and Acid Invitational. So that's Saturday night all the way through to the next morning. That's Wordsworth Street in Cambridge. Well... Sounds pretty cool. That's at the Leamington Domain. Whānau. It's a skate festival, by the way. Waiorongo Mai Tramp at Waiorongo Mai Valley. So that's for your Saturday at 9am. Bikes, bags and backflips at the Bike Lab. That's 721 Tarapa Road. You can go along and watch the freestyle airbag shows and lots of prizes and giveaways and possibly win your own Jump Flex Tramp. Uh, Kawi Girls Fun Day 2 in Cambridge Town. Tickets from kawasaki.co.nz. Uh, oh, unfortunately, it's fully booked out. I've just seen it. Um, it's a fun and safe community for girls who ride dirt bikes and road bikes in New Zealand. Cool. Go along to watch if you can. Spoken Word Poetry at the Tiao Mutu Museum, and it's for your Saturday at 10.15am. Youth Market um, for your Saturday at 1 o'clock. That's hosted by Zeal, and it's open to everyone and anyone. Get on down. Volcanics versus Waikato at Black Park, Mount Maunganui. Barra Backyard Bears and Boots. That's happening in Tawa. Wellington, so that's the Borough 162 Main Road in Tawa. The Borough's Road to Bearvania, so that's an event going on. 
discover bears beats and all those peeps. Ooh, they roamed, huh? One night in South Africa, Hamilton at The Cook. That's in Hamilton East there. $17 per person. Near Noah Nights, a film series, Winter at Wellesley. Collective Underground Rap Night is happening for your sad day at Putararu Hog and Hounds. The Timeless Tour, a classic rock revival. Boom. Uh, that's happening at Navarra Lounge, basement 266 of Victoria Street in our very own H-Town. POC, Performers of Colour at Ivy Bar and Cabaret for your Saturday. That's 63 Cuba Street and the Aro Wellywood. Tickets from eventfinder.co.nz. And for your Sunday, Hoot Fiend's Sunday Listening Party in Wellington. Luna's Born This Way, a big bottomless brunch party. That's at the Lula Inn, 149 Key Street, the Viaduct Harbour in Auckland. A ticket from Event Finder. That's an A, not an E. Dot co. Dot NZ. So this is to celebrate 10 years of Lady Gaga's iconic album, Born This Way. They thought it fitting to bring back Auckland's biggest weekend brunch occasion, Lula's Big Bottomless Brunch Party, because baby, we were born this way. She loves golf. Winter sixes at the Waiuku Golf and Squash Club. UFC's on Farno on your Sunday. Hall vs Strickland and that's live. Sunday airsoft shoot up at Zombieland in Rotorua. Also the Sundays, as I mentioned before, supporting our transgender Farno. Say my name. Practical support for changing gender identity on documents. So this event whānau is held at the Waikato Museum, Te Whareitaunga or Waikato. One stop shop for changing your name on gender identity markers on documents. They have a JP available and all the forms and photocopying you need. They're holding this practical support space to make it easier for us to have accurate documents. On Sunday the 1st of August, it will be smooth and fun as possible. We will be proud and visible in a stand right in front of the museum entrance. Go along with the frustrating papers and they'll work through them with you. And for all our allies, if you don't need to make any document changes but want to support, we would love to see you wear your rainbow and trans colours and wander around the museum, filling the space with gorgeous inclusive vibes. They'll be giving out accurate information about why changes to the law are important and necessary. And they will be supporting the wider public with information about gender diversity. They also want to provide financial support for the costly exercise of changing documents to the correct gender. So please visit the Give a Little page to make a direct donation. The funds will go directly to paying for these changes for people in the Waikato who need this support. Please note, the anti-trans lobby group Speak Up for Women are holding a talk at the museum on the same day between 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Mm. Hosted by Bex Fraser, Penny D. Boyce and Sandra Dixon. Stunning. For your Monday transgender support group at the historic village in Tarangamuana, drag karaoke at the student karaoke night in Ivy Bar Cabaret. For your Wednesday, for your Thursday, trans youth group at historic village um, in Tarangamuana. Boom. That is what's hot and happening for your coming weekend and next week. Thank you, Farno. We love having you on board. Hope to see you on Sunday. 
If not, uh, hope to see you at the pool night and then on Sunday. If not, you take, take care of their love, light and laughter out to y'all. Be good, if not be good at it. Wink, wink. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection whanau. We'll catch you all up next week with that fab interview with the King Country. Modi order. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.